0: We don't go on vacation because we're getting away from the life that we love or away from work. We go on vacation because we want to experience the world. We want to travel. We want to enjoy life. And for me, enjoying life means that I may log into my Instagram. I may log in to send an email. I may log in to do some of these things. I'm not going on vacation to get away from quote unquote work. I'm going on vacation to experience life. Tweet to episode 36.
1: What it sounds like to be the best. This best. is a Black Wealth Podcast. Yes. Build wealth, invest, own, and close the wealth gap. It's time to break down these financial concepts with your hosts, Mr. Todd Meganer himself, Charles Oglesby, and Raphael Husband. Yeah. Tweet Talk, Black Wealth Podcast. i Raphael Husbands. Follow us on
2: Twitter at Tweet Talk Pod. That's P O D. And here on Tweet Talk, we break down these financial tweets and discuss building black wealth. Our partner, Charles Oglesby the third, JD is not here today. But we got a guest in the house. A return guest. My oh, man Anthony Hartzog of The Heart Your Money. What's up, Anthony? What up,
0: what up? Thank you for having me on. Appreciate you uh guys tuning in. I'm just happy to be here.
2: Yeah, man. It was about time we brought you back, man. It's probably been like
0: probably been like two years now. It's definitely been two years. I was looking at the old video and I was like, I remember us sitting in our living room. And yeah, it's been two years, two years on here and two years on the other podcast, too. So now getting both of us is, is a challenge. So I'll try to t- fill in as much as I can today. Yeah, well, I, we didn't have it the first time either. <laughs> I don't know what be up, man, especially now that we got the newborn. You wake up like last night we had. She sleeps through the night now, but she wakes up like four or five times a night just to roll over and make noise. So we wake up probably like six o'clock and we try to fall back to sleep. So it's been, it's been a challenge getting both of us in the same place anywhere nowadays. So, I hear that. Uh, but the wife sends her love and she sends her regards.
2: <laughs> I ain't coming.
0: <laughs> Andy,
2: let the people know who the your Money is and what you guys do, man.
0: Yeah. So well, my name is Anthony Hartzog, one half of the Heart Trimony. Um, Heart Trimony is a brand that was created by me and my wife around paying off debt, financial freedom, and just creating generational wealth. Um, especially now that we have a newborn, our goal is to share what we learn and what we know throughout this journey so that you don't gotta start off where we started off from, which was ground zero in the financial literacy space, trying to piece, trying to piecemeal together a a legacy for yourself and your family. So that's that's who we are. That's what we do. Um we paid off a bunch of debt in 23 months. We have a seven-figure um cleaning business. We teach students how to run and start remote cleaning businesses. And that's who we are what we do in a nutshell.
2: Mm. Now, what year was that you got on you got on your journey
0: for the We know? started we started our debt-free journey to 2016, 2017 and we paid off $114,000 of debt in 23 months which was 2019 end of 20 end of 2019.
2: That's cool. Now, what made y'all even get on that journey? What made y'all decide to pay off the
0: debt? Um, just we got married. We got married 2016, and we put our finances together and said, All right, you know, we're married now. You you build your wealth together, you build your finance together, you build your life together at this point. And we put our finances together, and I was kind of getting up that mindset of, of Dave Ramsey, you know, paying off your debt. So we had a conversation like listen, we got 114000 dollars of debt together as a family. So her student loans, my student loans, the car that I just bought when we moved to Dallas. I got a nice it was a 2014 Q50S Infinity Red and um and some credit card debt. And we were like, Listen, let's before we try to get married and start, you know, buying houses and stuff like that, let's just start with the basics. So that's really where the journey started. Put our finances together and said, let's do this. And know, 23 months later, later we were debt free. And, you know, five years after that, we became millionaires. So,
2: mm. so but, okay, so you decided to pay off the debt, right? At the time, you guys didn't have any businesses, correct? No businesses. We were just our nine to fives. And y'all just each had a one nine
0: to five, right? Yeah. So at that time, we first started, we, first? Just had, we just had our jobs. So I was a director at an IT firm uh, for hedge funds and private equity. So I was managing the support team. I managed a team of, 50, it was like 10, 10 employees at the time when I came to Dallas. When I left my job, we had upwards of 30, 35 employees at that time. And Janoka is a mental health counselor. So those were our our jobs. So she was a, a therapist and I was a director at an IT firm. Cool. So what was the first thing you guys did after you put the, put the numbers together? Yeah. So the first thing we did was we started a budget. A lot of people you know, may seem like they may hate the word budgeting, but... That's literally the first thing we did. We put our finance together and we said, how are we going to manage our money? Because right now we're making pretty good income, money's going out the door every single month, and we don't know where our money is going. So we put a budget together and we said, how much are we making? Simple layman's terms, how much are we making? How much are we spending every single month? And we said at the end of every month, whatever is left over, we're going to put that towards our debt. So that was the, one of the first things we did was putting our money together and budgeting and after we saw that we were we had about two $3,000 every single month that we started putting towards debt. And we said, what happens if we start intentionally raising our income to make more money? So we have more than $2,000 a month to put towards this debt. So at that point, we started getting more jobs. So I picked up a job at Equinox. We started watching dogs on Rover. I put my car on Turo, which is a peer-to-peer car rental platform. Uh, we both picked up jobs, which I said, and we started, we raised that from my like $2,000 a month it's like four thousand dollars a month, and we said, "All right, we could cut our expenses a little bit more." So we started cutting our expenses here and there. We started cutting our cable bill, our light—not our light bill. We started cutting our cable bill, our utilities. We joined her father's um, AT and T plan. It was just him, and now we got eight family members on that AT and T plan. Our bill went from one fifty, about hundred dollars a person, down to like forty dollars a person at that point. And we got like eight people in that family plan now, so it was me, her. Still, so you, you guys still? Yeah, any guys still on there? Still on that plan. So it was me, her, her father. He bought his wife in, well, his soon-to-be wife in. He bought their his, his mother-in-law into that plan. We bought her cousin into that plan. So we're like, listen, we all got AT and T. Let's just join this family plan. Everybody pays a portion. The more people you put in this plan, the less it is. So that was a couple hundred here and there, and we ended up putting like. a month towards his debt. And we started raising our income and we just kept paying it off month after month. And 23 months later, we were debt free. Wow.
2: That's crazy that you guys are still on the plan. That's the biggest thing to me. And (laughs) so it's like four years later. So all these years later, you guys are millionaires now.
0: You guys still do a budget? Yeah. We still budget every single month, man. That's that's the key. You don't ever stop what got you there. Most people are like, yo, you know, I'm making all this money. I know my money is going now. Whatever got you there, you got to keep doing that. So we don't budget as uh, detailed as we once did or as meticulous as we did, but once did, but we still manage our money. How much is coming in? How much is going out? We still see, you know, like our Geico bill went up like $40 or something like that. And you wouldn't know that if you didn't know how much you paid last month. So our budget shows us the increases in our bills. So we was like, listen, let's call Geico. Let's find out why. No, it went up by $25. And they was like, oh, well, COVID is over. They stopped doing a COVID relief plan, whatever the hell it was. <laughs> so, okay, whatever. We're not going to argue with you over $25, but we that's how we manage our money still to this day. So don't ever stop what got you to where you are today. And that's what we still budget every single month. We have a bi-weekly, just a check-in with the budget, but every single month we still go through and see, you know, still check off those boxes.
2: Funny thing is, you the guys don't do it as detailed as before, like down to the nitty gritty. But people need to know, like, you can't just let those things slide. Even though the $25 is not breaking you, you're still like, you can't just let that slide. You got to find out what's going on here.
0: No, that adds up, man. That's, <laughs> that adds up. That's just one bill. Imagine that happens to your cable bill, your light bill. Now you owe $100 a month. You up to $1,200 a month going out to $1,200 a year going out the door. You don't know what the hell is happening. So... We still check in on our finances to that to that degree. But I'm not going to be on the phone with Geico for an hour, you know, trying to get them to cut down that $20. I know what it's for. Okay. We had a $20 credit every single month because of COVID and people weren't driving in the pandemic. They take the credit away. I'm moving on my life. I understand why they did it.
2: Got you. Now, this episode is brought to you by the Run Your Business Like a Business, Todd Capital Virtual Business Summit on October 22nd. Go to Eventbrite and and get your tickets, early bird tickets, $47. It's going to be good. We're going to have Erica Williams, Andre Hatchet, Todd Billy, Michelle Welch, Bruce Hill, New Skills, New You, Marjorie McPike, CPA. Join us. Now, where in this journey did the first business come out?
0: So the first business was the cleaning business. Um, And it was just an idea listening to a podcast about a kid who started a cleaning business. And I hit them up and I got some more details around it. And I was like, yo, we could do this. And we built the cleaning business and the goal was just to pay off a couple of bills. It wasn't like to build a you know, million dollar cleaning business. The goal was just to pay off a couple of bills. And from there, now it's a million dollar cleaning business. Now we're completely hands off. We have an operations manager. She runs the business for us. We have a virtual, we have a customer service um, experience rep and she runs a customer service side of things. When we first started, the goal was just to pay off a phone bill, a light bill, just a little $100 bill every single month. And we never thought it would grow to where it is today. Oh,
2: When it started, was it
0: hands-off when you started? It, we we still don't, we didn't clean, we don't clean houses. So we started a cleaning business and the goal was to outsource the labor to um, independent contractors who are already trained, who already work with cleaning businesses, who already had their own businesses. So hands-off in terms of cleaning, yes, we've never cleaned, we cleaned two houses. Um And that was by choice. That's when we first started. I was like, let's just try it out, see how it goes. We've done 5,000 houses. We clean two. So I say we don't clean houses. It's not required to clean houses. But yeah, when we first started, we were answering the phones. We were doing a customer service. We were answering emails. But as we grew in scale, we realized that the goal of this business was to get our time back and it was to make more money. So we started outsourcing certain things so that we could get our time back. And now it's at the point where we don't do anything in the business. We just check with an operations manager. And that's pretty much where the business is. Every single week.
2: All right. So that's cool. So you start the business. How long before it already started to produce real income to where you say hmm, this this was a good idea. This might be something we want to look into growing in the future.
0: Yeah, I would say it took us over a year to realize this was a sustainable business. <laughs> At month seven or eight, we wanted to quit because it was around the same time. Five years ago, summertime is here people are traveling. We didn't realize that this was a cyclical, cyclical business where it kind of ebbs and flows. So holidays are really big, New Year's, Christmas, Thanksgiving, all that stuff is really big. And we didn't know summertime, it makes sense. People are traveling, people are leaving their homes, so they don't need cleanings. So we got to the point where the business was, we were like, listen, this is not working out. Let's leave this business. But we, I asked my wife, like, yo, listen, give me one more month. That one month turned to two and then we went from like three, four thousand dollars of revenue in like August, maybe June, July, from like June, July, August. And then we had like ten thousand dollars of revenue, like September, October. And it never went, it never went lower than that. It was like 10, 11, 12, 15. And we was like, it took us a year for us to say, all right, this is a business that can sustain itself, meaning we aren't coming out of our pocket to put more money in. And we wouldn't have got there if we would have quit at the six, seven, eight month mark when things weren't going well. So it took us a year to say, all right, this is a real business. Let's keep this thing going. And we never looked back.
2: Wow. You guys were gonna cut off a three to four
0: thousand dollar income? Well, it was revenue. So we take oh, home about, okay. We took home then about 30-40 percent of the revenue because we were doing everything. So it was about 1500 um at that time, but still it was like, listen, we're putting in more time than we felt like it was worth. And right. we were like, listen, we're getting customer service complaints. We were having challenges. Imagine you on vacation. Cause we didn't the way we teach the business now was not the way we were running it back then. So as we grew and we scaled and we learned the business more, we're teaching it the way we are doing it now versus the way we were doing it then. Back then we were just treating it as like a thing we were doing as a side-up. So now we treat it we teach it as a business or so our students take it as a business from day one. So, but back then we were on vacation, custom service complaints coming in. We were like, listen, we don't want to deal with these clients while we're on vacation. But now we're like, we we teach you how to outsource the work. So like, you don't have to be on vacation worrying about custom service complaint coming in. So back then we felt like it wasn't worth the time and energy. So that's why we were ready to cut it off.
2: Got you. Got you. So here tweet talk. We talk about these tweets, so we're gonna start getting these tweets. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Tweet Talk Pod, that's P O D. Follow myself on Twitter at Work Money Life. Follow my partner Charles on Twitter at Real Todd Billion. And follow Anthony on Twitter at was it Anthony underscore uh, Yep. Here we go. So get these tweets. <laughs> yeah, man. So you had a tweet where you said my family didn't come from wealth, so wealth has to come from me.
0: My future family is lucky to have me. (laughs) That's me looking back 10, 15, 20, not even 30, 40, 50 years back when, listen, the average black man doesn't live past, well, from the hood, they say 21. But from a practical sense, we say about 75. So 70, 75 on average black men normally pass. I'm 36 at this point in my life. So I am more than halfway there. So I'm looking at my life now was like, right, what can I do that's going to be sustainable outside of me being here? So my mom, my mom didn't know much about financial literacy. My father didn't teach much about financial literacy. We didn't have much growing up. So I'm doing everything in my power to make sure that my future family looks back. I was like, yo, aunt, he did his thing. Like I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the figurehead in the family meetings over the mantle in the fireplace, the mantle over the fireplace saying Anthony Hartzog built this for, you know, grandchildren great-grandchildren so I was out with my wife and her, her, her grandfather's 90 years old and we went to a family reunion we was at St. Lucia for a week and he's telling me stories about him putting his first pay he was getting paid I think he said three dollars at his height as a firefighter in Panama you know 40 50 years ago and he said he made his first five thousand dollars In a gambling bet, and he used that money to send his kids to college as like a seed fund to send his kids to college. That's a story that his kids, kids, kids will know. That Alani's, Alani's, her her grand her great grandfather sent his sent their kids to college over five thousand dollars that he saved. And I saw. I thought that story was super amazing. So those are stories that I'm talking about that we are going to pass down to our kids. So I didn't come from wealthy family. So that means a wealthy family has to come from me.
2: Yeah, that's cool, man. The whole idea of having a portrait on a wall and it's like, oh, that's great, great, great grandfather Anthony that set started this all in motion.
0: And because I don't know much just- about my family, man, outside of. My, my mother and my father, like my great my grandparents, I don't know much about what they did growing up. My great-grandparents, I know nothing about them. But my wife's grandfather's 90 years old, I know more about him than I know about my own grandfather because he put those things in place. He set his family up for legacy. He sent five kids to college mm-hmm. in the United States. That's the type of stuff we're talking mm-hmm. about on these sides, man.
2: Yeah, a lot of times in our families, we don't we don't have the kind of stories that we want to pass down.
0: Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, man. My, you told all the alcoholics, the drugs, that stuff we pass down, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, man. So it's like, y'all doing a good thing, man. Y'all doing a good thing. So I didn't even realize you guys left New York that long ago. I thought you guys just left like maybe a year ago. but
0: We've been to Dallas six years now. Time flies you, you having fun. What made you guys leave New York and pick Dallas of all places? So I was managing my, I was managing my team down here in Dallas. So my company, well, my previous company, we created an office down here in Dallas, obviously because the labor was cheaper than New York. But then also we had a really big client down here. One of our biggest clients at the, um, one of our biggest hedge hedge fund clients was in Dallas. So we were building a small tech support team that just functioned for them. And I was flying down. My boss was flying down every month. I was flying down every quarter. He was like, yo, I can't keep flying down to Dallas. Do you want to start going more often? I'm like, yo, let's do it. So I started coming down to Dallas like once a month. And they were like, listen, we're going to grow the team down there. We're going to need somebody to manage it, grow it. Like, would you be interested? And I bought the idea to my wife. I was making, I think, 60, 65000 at the at the time. And I was like, if I move to Dallas, I got to be it got to be above six figures for me to just leave, leave and uproot my family. So I mm. essentially double, almost double my salary just by moving down to Dallas and lowered my cost of, of living. So that was the main reason. Honestly, my job at the office, like, oh, let's do it.
2: Oh, That's cool. I don't think I've ever heard of that part of the story.
0: It's only How so much a- you put in the tweets. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How hard of a sell was that to the wife?
0: She wasn't with it at first, but once I explained like what the, the, the larger vision was, it wasn't just about moving to Dallas. It was about building a life that we didn't have in New York or probably a life we wouldn't have in New York in general. So once I sold her that idea, not sold it, but once I got her to see my vision or what I saw, you know, six years ago, what we, is much as what we have now, she was like, let's do it. Once she got over the tears and the family She's like, let's do it. Her family's down here at least once a quarter. So we be all right.
2: Yeah, so that's some real CEO stuff. So it's like you can't talk about you with the head of the family. You don't give a vision because you're asking other people to sacrifice in their life, you got to paint a picture for them.
0: Exactly. That's what give it was. You some benefits. Paint the picture.
2: Especially somebody like you both were like born. Well, I don't know about born, but you were raised in New York. Morning if you, race, Brooklyn. If y'all know New York is like the idea of leaving New York to go somewhere else.
0: <laughs> when you say leaving New York, you think about New Jersey, maybe you think about maybe Connecticut, like a tri-state region, essentially. But leaving New York and going to Texas, that was a whole nother like, what the hell are y'all doing? People always ask you why at first and then they ask you how. So. At first they ask you why are you moving to Texas, why would you do this? Why would you do that? And then they ask you, How'd you move to Texas? Well, how'd you start the cleaning business? How'd you build, you know, these businesses and things like that? So
2: Right, 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 right. Now, I gotta I gotta ask you this. So going back to the, the whole journey of paying off the debt, you guys got real serious about it. You looked at the numbers. first of all, people are scared to look at the numbers. Oh yeah, definitely. You look at the numbers, you put your money together, you made a decision, made a plan, got on a budget, got extra jobs, open business, got all this extra income, but I noticed something you you, you slipped in, you talking about, I didn't want to deal with stern hassles when we were on vacation. You guys didn't stop going on vacation
0: throughout this journey. Mm, nah, right? we didn't did because um, my wife made me sign a contract. She was like, if we're gonna go on this, if we're gonna go on this journey of debt freedom, I don't want it to be to the point where I don't enjoy my life. Like, we got family in New York, we got family across the, she got family across the world. She's like, I'm not gonna go to everything, but I do want to still enjoy my life. And I was like, all right, I'll sign. And we said she also said if Beyonce went on tour, we'd have to go to her concert. But she never went on tour for those two years. So, (laughs) (laughs) so. I signed that contract. I said, "Listen, if you want to do that, let's do it." And that's what we did. So we still traveled a little bit, but it wasn't as much as we w- were doing now.
1: Mm.
2: What? Well, how much travel did you say you were doing before you made the decision? First of all, how far into the marriage did you make the decision to to pay off the debt?
0: Six months. Wow. We got okay. married in May. We started the journey. We saw the journey in December.
2: Okay. How much traveling were you guys doing before that?
0: Well, when we first got married, we, it was only six months. So we didn't travel much during those six months. We got married, moved down to Texas, moved down to Texas in June, June, July. We went to, we went to Mexico for like our honeymoon. So we were already three months into that. So our, our journey, but during the debt freedom journey we we did go to we went to mexico quite a few times because it's right there in texas That was another thing too we went to mexico probably like two three times a year because it's right here next to texas it wasn't expensive and we could we could cash flow that meaning we didn't have to go into debt to go to mexico because it's right here Mm. the the flights were like two hundred dollars and this was five this is five six years ago so it wasn't it wasn't much that was happening So we wasn't traveling much before, but after we paid off the debt, we were traveling quite a lot.
1: Yo, it's the Options Trading Workshop, presented by Tide Capital. Learn the fundamentals and advanced trading strategies that allow us the chance to earn $20,000 in side money in one year while working the job and running multiple businesses. That's right. Learn the what, the where, and the how of options trading in this exclusive webinar. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to Gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. Consultant presents the Vending Machine Business Webinar. You can only have one job, but you can have as many vending machines as you want. This is your chance to see how we do business and how you can start your very own vending machine business. Avoid the mistakes we made and start winning. You'll be shown how we find, negotiate, buy, and manage our vending machine business, generating thousands Per month and how it has unlimited scale. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio on Instagram at Partner with Millie or on Instagram at Todd. or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. So, and I saw a tweet where you said,
2: um, vacation is defined for employees only. And you did a whole um episode of, uh, we forgot to mention that you have a whole podcast now. Yes, Heart, we so-
0: have the Hard Dog Hustle podcast, man. Make sure you check it out. Hearts like, like a that. podcast link is in bio somewhere. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you guys had a whole episode, I didn't listen to this one, but um, name of the episode, Build a Life You Don't Need it to Vacation from. Yeah, talk, talk to us about that.
0: Yeah, so the whole vacation is defined as employees taking time off of work. I didn't realize we because when we traveled, you know, first thing you I know. Go ahead. And that was in the, and then you, you got that from the dictionary, right? That was literally from the di- dictionary. Vacations and the vacations defined as employees taking time off of work, essentially. And I didn't, it didn't register with me that that was the definition of a vacation because to me, vacation is just you going out and enjoying your life, right? That's like taking time away from, from obligations. I didn't think about it as an employee definition. So every time we go on vacation, especially now, you like you don't have to work when you go on vacation. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't we don't go on vacation because we're getting away from the life that we love or away from work. We go on vacation because we want to experience the world. We want to travel. We want to enjoy life. And for me, enjoying life means that I may log into my Instagram. I may log in to send an email. I may log in to do some of these things. I'm not going on vacation to get away from quote unquote work. I'm going on vacation to experience life and everything that has to offer. So that's what the episode was about. And we usually get to the base where she's like, I don't want to do anything. We go on vacation. I'm like, well, doing anything means that for you, you want to wake up and crack a dawn. You want to go sightsee. You want to go tour. You want to go shop. You want to go do this to go do that. For me, vacation may mean waking up at 10, 11 o'clock, send a few emails, sit by the beach. So when we say build the life, you don't need a vacation from, that's kind of like the mindset we have now. It's not like we're running away from anything because you think about a vacation like, yo, I'm taking time off from work. I don't want to do nothing. Like, nah, that's not what we, that's not what we built here in Dallas. And the main reason for the episode was we were in an airport coming back from St. Lucia. We was there for a week. And it was me and this, um, this white gentleman, he sat down across from me, like a table like this, and he was like, back to the ground we go. And I was like, huh? He was like, he's like, yeah, man, vacation so back to the ground we go. In my mind, I'm like, maybe for you. I was like, I was like, I enjoy my life. There's no back to the grind. There is no grind for me. It's like I'm enjoying my life as you go along. So that was really the premise of the episode. When he said back to the ground we go, I was like, excuse So you're running away from something. I was like, me, I'm not running away from anything. Anything that we do on vacation, we do at home as well. So that was the premise of the whole episode.
2: Wow, wow, wow. So was there anything else that you guys like cut back on at all? Or you just get or was there anything that you eliminated completely besides bills like eating out or stuff like that? Any kind of luxuries you guys cut out?
0: Nah, we still we still ate out. We didn't eat out as much. I mean we cut back on things. I don't wanna say we cut cut out anything. We cut back on things. So eating out, we cut back a little bit on traveling, we cut back a little bit on spending. But our main thing was just raising our income as much as possible to pay off the debt as fast as possible. That was that was what we did. That's what we teach, and because that's what we preach. At what point did you guys start teaching
2: paying off the debt? Because you guys did have a, a, create a course. That was was that the first course? That was the first
0: course. Yeah. Well, when did you guys do that? So we created. The, so first we had a challenge, and I got this idea from a challenge that I was in. Um, from her name is Candace, I can't remember her last name, but she created a challenge to help people pay off debt, and it was like a 10 week challenge. A group of people paid off like 70, no, like $50,000 in debt, and I was like, That's pretty dope, I should do this with me and my friends. So, when I was calling myself Mr. Delete the Debt, I created this challenge where it was 10 of us, we paid off like a hundred thousand dollars of debt in like 10 weeks or something like that. You no, know, it was like yeah, it was like hundred thousand dollars of debt in 10 weeks. And I said, if people are paying off debt based on the principles that we teach, which is raising your income, budgeting, um, managing your finances a little bit better, why don't we just create a course around what we're teaching? So that first course was called Delete the Debt and How to Pay Off $114,000 in 23 months. That was the first course we did. And it just pretty much explained our journey, outlined how we paid off the debt. It had some budget sheets. It had some templates. It had a why statement. It had a statement that you had to sign and print out and put on your fridge as to why you're paying off this debt, your goal of paying on this debt. And I was just telling one of my close friends, he paid off his college loans. He paid off his debt. And he was like, yo, and he's like, I don't don't know if you remember this challenge you did, but that's where I started learning about my finances. I just paid off my debt. And we had a lot of people go through the challenge and people come back over the years like, yo, I finally paid off my debt. I did this. I'm traveling. I'm enjoying life. Um, and that was the whole premise around what we what we were doing. Um, just trying to teach our journey, share our journey that someone could kind of start from where we started at.
2: That's cool. So you had a um you had a tweet where you said you get to a certain point where life becomes less about you, and that's when everything shifts.
0: Yeah, I realize when we get when we got married, I think as a man, when you get married, you put you put your 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 personal you put your family aside and you focus on the family that you created. You choose to marry the person that you marry. You choose to have kids with that person and that well, most of the time we choose, we chose. <laughs> you choose to have kids with the person that you married or, you know, whatever the situation may be. So, I think when you choose to make those decisions, your life starts to shift because now you realize that life is no longer about you. Like you chose to get married. You chose to have kids. And now your life can no longer be about you as an individual. Life has to be a, become about the family that you chose. So that's where things start to shift. I know Charles, we talk about this all the time. He's like, when you have kids, things are going to change. Have kids now, have kids now. He was, he was telling me to have kids three, four years ago. <laughs> he me, he's a visionary, right? So he's always telling you what you what you should be doing before you do it. He's telling me to buy a house three, four years ago. So he's telling me what you should be doing before you do it. And he's like, your life is going to change when you have kids. So I don't, I didn't realize that until we had kids. So, and I sit there and I recognize every single day, the decisions that I make as an individual, it impacts my family. So I can't live as an individual anymore when I have a family to worry about and focus on. So that's what, that's what that tweet is about.
2: Yeah, I hear that, man. Like, start to see. I was said in the last episode, like having a family is you
0: realize what the purpose of the money is. Exactly. You don't realize it until you, you have all the money in the world. Like, there was this tweet that said you don't have to have kids to have like a legacy or something like that, and I totally agree with that. But I don't think you realize your true purpose until you have a family. You don't have to have kids, but I think you you need to have a family that you create to realize your true purpose.
2: Hmm. No, you also had a tweet where you said I still find it unreal that I don't work for anyone. And my wife took off 3 months from work to figure
0: out if she likes not working. <laughs> who do we think we are? I still don't I still don't uh, know who the hell we are, man. Honestly, it's I wake up every day and it's like I don't clock into someone else's someone else's job, someone else's dream. I clock in to create my own dream and my own my own legacy and you know, five years ago, six years ago, we got married and, we, you know, we started talking about this debt freedom journey and it you, it seems so, it seems so far away. You know, we got married, she was what, 27, maybe, 27, 28, something like that, put her age out there. Now, I got married when we were thir- married when I was 30, 31 or something like that. 30, no, she got married when she was 30. I don't know. But you think five, six years ago, like this seems so far away. I like moved to Texas like, yo, paying up this debt seems absolutely absurd. Two years later, we're debt free. You know, it's like, all right, you know, millionaires seems so far away. You know, three years after that, we're millionaires. And you think these 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 goals are so far away in, in actuality, they're only three to five years away. If you keep going. So that was the purpose of that. So you just kind of looking back and realizing how far we've come. But over this short amount of time, it may seem like an eternity, but it, it's all happening. It's, it only happens in three to five years, honestly, to keep going towards these goals. So she took off three months of work to figure out. We knew this is going to be the plan, but she took off three She took off three months of work just to figure out if she wants to go back to work. What does the life look like for us as the heart dogs, you know, without her going cocking into a job? What does it look like if we have our dedicated day to focus on ourselves, our family, our goals? And how can we raise a child in this world if we have both parents focusing on a child and the family versus focusing on, you know, going in, clocking into somebody else's dream. So that was what that tweet was about. Has she decided yet on whether she wants to go back? Nobody wants to go back, man. She could talk about this all <laughs> she wants, but at the end of the three months, she's going to get there and be like, I don't think I want to go back. But at the end of the day, you know, this is her decision. It's her call, you know, so we'll see. I'll leave, I'll leave it at that. We'll see. But I think she'll go back and she'll make sure that she does things the right way with her, with her job at the end of the day. Kind of like what I did. I wasn't the person I was going to walk out after nine years. It's like, listen, I gave this company nine years. They put me in a great position to be where I am today. And I gave them, we, we started talking about my resignation in October. I didn't leave till, no, no, September, maybe September. I didn't leave till January, essentially. So
2: mm, I heard it. You guys talking about this in the very first episode, maybe the second. I think it was the first episode. Um People were asking you guys, like, after a while, you paid off the debt. You're making all this money inside. You're debt-free. At some point, the outside money had replaced your uh W-2 income completely. And they were asking why you guys were still working jobs. My question was, would be, why was she still working two jobs?
0: Up <laughs> <laughs> to <Until> recently... <laughs> That is a, that is an amazing question. She didn't leave. She didn't leave. Equinox until the pandemic, and I think it was. I think it was the mindset shift that she had to have, where you you get to a point when you recognize that your time is more valuable than the money that you're getting, and even though she enjoyed the job, I think it was also it was a social construct that she had because. Janoka works from home, so she doesn't interact with people on a daily basis as much as I did. I go to office, 30 people there, and I may be drained when I come home. I come home from work. She didn't interact with nobody face-to-face unless she went to the gym, which was Equinox. So I think that was a major reason for it, Like, And that was before. Like Now we have friends that we consider family in Dallas, and we see them. We was out with them last night, and we're going to actually go to our... We have God kids in Dallas now, so we're going to go see them in a little bit. but. I think it was that social construct that she was missing. So when she got it at the job, she didn't want to leave it. I think that's where a lot of it came from. Um, Just realizing that, all right, I like seeing people. She's a social butterfly. Me, I don't need to see nobody for a full day and I'm good. But she likes to see people, she likes to meet people, she likes to talk to people. So I think it was that part of it, which is why that uh, she worked there for so long.
2: That makes sense. Because, yeah, being in the house all day long, it sounds cool until you actually do it. Yeah, and this...
0: this was pre-pandemic. This is... Was, she, was, she was at her job for eight years, so she's been working remote for eight years. So when she finally got the opportunity to go into an office and see people and meet people and excel at what she does, which is her personality, she was like, I love this place.
2: Mm. Yeah, not everybody's built for that remote life,
0: man. Nah, definitely not.
2: Like, I I think about it, I'm like, I don't know if I could... I I still like to get some kind of interaction. Yeah. For sure, but... um. So you had a tweet where you said businesses that you own but don't manage is the goal. So first of all, how, how many businesses do you guys have now?
0: So we have the cleaning business. We have a virtual assistant business. We own rental properties. Um, we have Cleaning Business University, which is, a, which is a business in itself. So those are four that we manage on a, that we own. Got you. And we Got used it. to do, we used to do Toro, but I was like, I'm not interested in doing that no more. It wasn't, that wasn't my thing. I'm trying to, so going back to that tweet, I don't want to deal with people. I am not the customer service person. I am the, I would rather be the owner. I'd rather be the owner and mm-hmm. and, and make the decisions that need to be made to make sure we grow and scale the business versus the person dealing with the people every single day. So we, that was the purpose of, of that tweet. And as we grow and scale anything that we're doing, if I have to be that person interacting every single day or managing every single day, I don't want to do it. So that's what we're doing now at this point. It's like the goal is to get more. I made, let's say for our cleaning business, right? We do about twenty percent profit month after month. Like that's off of sixty thousand now, fifty, 000, sixty thousand dollars. Now, if I wanted to go in and take everything back, meaning I got rid of my operations manager, meaning I got rid of my um, my customer service team meaning I got rid of my email management, I got rid of all of that, we'd be doing 40% with no problem. So we'd be taking home $30,000 a month minimum, 25 dollars $30,000 minimum. But that's not the goal. Our goal is to have our time back. So I'd rather take the $15,000 a month, I'd rather take that and put that into more rental property. I'd rather take that and put that into something else so that I can have my time back versus having more money, but not having the time. I'm leveraging other people's time so that we could go and build more things.
2: That's cool, man. Now, <laughs> you also had a tweet where you said, I couldn't decide on two entrees, so I got both of them. Get both of <laughs> them, man.
0: <laughs> Get both of them. That's what I'm at in my, my life, right? Now. I got both. We went out to brunch, and they had the chicken and waffles, and they had the grilled it was a um, grilled cheese brisket, and I saw the pictures, and they looked they looked astonishing, like Rick Ross, ast- astonishing, astounding. I think he said, "I don't know what he said." And the lady was like, "Well, which one? Which one do you want?" And I'm like, "I want both." She's like, "Well, that's a lot of food for one person." I was like, "I want both of them. I'm gonna eat a little bit of the chicken and waffles. I'm gonna eat a little bit of the brisket. I'm gonna take it home. I want both." So when you go out to eat, I'm not making a decision anymore. If I could choose both of them, and this is a this is a life hack too. This is a life hack. And when you get to the point where you don't think about the cost of the entrees, which may seem like a, it may seem like a little thing, like, yo, entrees are nothing, but you really think about it. Your decision is based off of what you want normally in the price point. And if you're not worried about the price point, you can get whatever you want off that menu. So I say get both of them. So you don't got to make the decision.
2: I like it, man. That's what you, saw, Charles, you, you told Charles, man. Get both of them desserts, man.
0: Get both of them. Don't make a decision. Get both of them. No either I'm making, or. Stop making these little decisions, man. Get both of them. Enjoy life. That's what we are really here for, man. No either or and. We go out to steak I don't just do this on the little chicken and wobble. We go out to steak houses, and it's like if I want the porterhouse, I'm getting the porterhouse. If I want, if I want the fillet, I, I want, I want both the cuts. I want to, I want to get both the cuts, and they be like, "You want? You sure?" I'm like, "I can take it home. I don't gotta eat it right here." <laughs> So don't, right. do, I don't want to do that at the, the breakfast spots either. But yeah, uh, get both of them, man. I want the lobster, the mac and cheese and the porterhouse. I want both.
2: Both the cuts.
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: Got to do it. Are you saying thinking, you are, would you say you're living the life you want to live right, right now? Or are you still getting there?
0: I think I'm definitely living the life that I, I want to live. I li- I'm living the life that I want to live. You know, five years ago, I'm living life that I want to live today. Um, are there things that I would like to see and do? Most definitely. Um, but the life I am extremely happy with with life, man. I, I can't, I can't people. I was talking to my boy yesterday, he was like, Everything good. And I was like, yo, my biggest complaint right now is that I'm traveling so much. And if that's my biggest complaint, then I got nothing to complain about. Like we traveling four times this month, we traveling twice two, three times yeah. next month. Like And no choice of my own is, is, you know, because we got business and we got conferences and and family stuff. But if my biggest complaint is that I'm traveling right now too much, then I got nothing to complain about, honestly, in my back. I got a bad back. But aside from that, I'm good.
2: (laughs) That's what wealth is about, man. Having the choices and living your life the way you want to live it. Now. Said, tell us about Cleaning Business University.
0: Yeah, man. So, Cleaning Business University, we teach you how to start and scale a remote cleaning business without cleaning in any houses, and that's grown to its own. That's grown to its own business. We also have a community portion where we're in the community. Um, we're giving gems. We're bringing experts into the community, and our goal was just to teach our journey, but also help you get there faster. So, our students have done over four million dollars of revenue in less than two years in an industry they know nothing about. We don't know anything about cleaning. We don't teach you how to clean. We teach you how to run a business, how to scale a business. We teach you how to hire contractors, how to find clients, all without you doing any of the actual cleaning itself. So that's what Cleaning Business University is. That's what Cleaning Business University is. And our goal is to help people start this business, use these funds to build the lifestyle that they want, honestly. Um, Whether it's leaving a nine to five, whether it's keeping it nine to five and just growing the cleaning business, buying rental cars, buying rental property. One lady said that all I'm doing with my money is just putting more money onto my mortgage. She's so like, I got a 30-year mortgage, I'm paying my mortgage twice a month, and you're gonna help me pay off my house in half the time. Like that's that's all we're trying to teach, man. You don't have to leave your nine to five, you could keep it. We're just trying to help you get another stream of income that helps you live the life that you want. Because that's what it did for us. That's cool. How many how many um uh, people you think have gone through it so far? Um I know in Kajabi we got at least eleven 1, hundred people. Um, on Gumroad, think about Gumroad. I don't take those people seriously, honestly. <laughs> but I want to say a total of maybe fifteen hundred people um, have have gone through CleanBiz University. Kajabi, I take it more seriously because I know the price point was a lot higher. People are taking the course more seriously. So mm. I'd say fifteen hundred total. I uh, I don't know. The, I don't remember the Gumroad numbers, but I'd say fifteen hundred total. Is it just a course, or the, is there a community? So the community is an additional add-on and optional if you want the community. Um, But the courses just go at your own pace.
2: Got you, got you, got you. That's cool, man. Now, you had a tweet where you said, one of my issues is I get inspired and need to act on the inspiration immediately. Write it down, voice note, tweet, email, post. I literally stop everything and act on it in
0: some fashion. What's that about? That's about my wife telling me I got to stop doing everything in the moment. <laughs> so we'll be on, we'll be like an example was like, we'll be out. Like we like I said, we was in St. Lucia and we'll be doing something and I'll get like, let's say we'll have a conversation or I'll overhear a conversation or something happens in front of me. I'm like, Oh, this would be a dope tweet. And I'll tweet it like right there. She's like, you couldn't just be, and it's hard to be in the moment and present sometimes too. So I get inspired by a lot of things. So, I got this email from an email list and I'm on Todd sends a lot of emails, number one, but I got this email from a guy and I was inspired by the email. So I literally sent out my version of that email as soon as I read his email. Um, Mm. And he was like, his thing was like, imagine if you didn't have to work for three weeks or something like that and travel the world. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh shit. That's what we're doing right now. I was like, Janoka's not working for three months. And we're traveling the world. I was like, imagine if you didn't work for three months and travel the world. So I sent my own version of that email. But the problem was, she asked me to clean out the baby's bottles, the baby bottles. So I went to the kitchen with the thought to clean out the bottles. I checked my email as I cleaned out the bottles. I stopped cleaning out the bottles and I start sending out this email. So she comes in the room, she comes in the um, kitchen, and she's like, what the hell's taking you so long? And I'm on my laptop, typing up this email. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm sending out this email. She's like, I thought you were cleaning the bottles. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot because I got inspired to send out this email right quick. And so, that's what I said. My problem—that's one of my challenges that I'm, I'm working on. So, email was dope, though. I'll tell you that it did—it did get us some sales. Mm, nice. So balance it balances out. Well, you, my wife was like, "Well, you—I still cleaned out the bottles," but she was like, "What the hell are you doing?" I was like, "Yeah, I got some email right quick." So that's one of my challenges that I'm working through.
2: Now how often does she have to keep you from running off to a new business?
0: <laughs> not often anymore. I realize that the more focused we are, the more, the more money we make. And the more money we make, the more we could buy our time back. So I'm not running off trying to do everything right now. I think right now I'm trying to do different things in the current businesses. That could be a challenge. But doing something really different is not what I'm doing anymore. Um, and if we could do something that allows us to just put the money in and let it do its let it do its own thing, that's fine. But if I got to go in and do it myself, I'm probably not gonna do it so tell us what
2: what, you say you you mentioned some conferences you speaking of anything um, soon?
0: No man I got invited to I think I don't know if y'all think I'm dodging y'all but I'm like it seems because Blackwell Renaissance is also having something out here in Dallas and that week we're going to be in Spain and it might be the same weekend of the conference you guys are doing too and
2: you told me you would be coming back from Paris that weekend oh
0: so that's a different weekend so we're going to be traveling while we out there but no, nothing that I'm speaking at, but just some things I'm just going to be in attendance. Um, I know David Shands, he he's having a podcast conference while he, um, we're going to be in Atlanta that week. So I may try to just you know check into what he's doing and just learn more about the podcasting space. Um, another one that we're going down to is, is in South Carolina. I don't know if you know who um, Maya is, but she's big in like the uh, built to impact. She, has, she teaches people how to monetize their vision. So she's having something. Um, James Simpson is also having something that weekend. So they're doing like a, a conjoined thing. So those are like a few of the ones off the top of my head that we're going to be in attendance for. Gotcha. So what is next for the hardship Money, man? So what is next for us? So I got some big ideas for Cleaning Business University. I do want to revamp the whole course um, at some point. Um, but I think that's just me being more of a perfectionist than doing anything. It's not necessary. It's not required. People are making, we did, we did the math. We got, I think we did, we got 22 people who've done over six figures. We got two people closing on high, high six figures. We got, I think we said I got 115 people who've done over five figures. So the information is there, but I do want to revamp that. Um, I don't know if we're going to do it. I don't know if we got the time to sit down and record that that whole thing. That's one of my goals. Um, Another thing is I want to bring more coaches from our current students into our community. I'm a part of these dope communities. Obviously, you guys have, uh, You guys, uh, Todd has the mastermind. I'm a part of Patreon. I'm a part of a lot of things that people do that I get my ideas from. And I'm like, if I could bring people who are already doing well in the space that I taught them, why not just build this thing together? Um, We're at the point where now we're getting students who are doing well they want to go create their own courses, which is fine. But if we did our own thing, it'd be a lot bigger. I know I know, Charles experienced that all the time with options community. It's like tons and tons of, of, of his kids out here doing options communities. But I'm like, if, if if we could do one thing together, we could we could do it really big. So that's, that's one of my goals, bringing students in, bringing more coaches into cleaning business university, um, bringing more of mentorship into that. What else? I want to buy more properties. Um, that's that's no matter how messed up it may seem. I may tweet about properties and I hate them, but I want to buy. Bri- I want to buy more rental properties. Um, what else do you want to do? And just raise our kid, man. Raise Alania to be the best human being that that she could be. That's those are like some of the the top level things right now. Top yeah. of my. I, I was
2: I was going to ask you this question. It's like, and you had a tweet where you said my aunt told me to stop worrying about the family. I mean, you already touched on this already, but. I will just say the tweet anyway. My aunt told me to stop worrying about the family I was born into, and focus on yeah. the family I created. So how how have you been enjoying being a stay at home dad? Because that's kind of what you are now.
0: <laughs> it's funny we were when we were traveling and we were in the West Indies, and I told the lady behind a counter that I'm a stay at home dad, and that is something that if you're a West Indian household, a stay at home dad is something that's unheard of. She went for sure off. She's like, so your wife works. I was like, yeah. She went, oh, how could you do that? Why would you do that to your wife? And I was like, stay at home with my baby. <laughs> so it sounds it sounds absurd, but um, not absurd. It sounds it's different. It's different, right? Because it's not the norm. But I love it, man. I enjoy. It. I get to wake up, and my wife too. Like Janoka gets to wake up, and we get to both be with our kid and, and spend as much time as we want with her every single day. But the purpose of that tweet was, we were at my um, Alani's christening, and. All of Janoka's family was there, and my aunt came. She, you know, she gave us some money, and she was she was dipping. I'm like, it's I was like, it's crazy that 99 of my wife's family is here, and only you are here, and you're leaving. And she was just like Tony, like you can't continue because she knows that I keep trying to bring them in. I invited, mo- I invited a lot of my family, and they don't they didn't show up. Not because of it's just not what our family does, right? It's like her family they show up for mm. everything. My family is just like that's not just what we do. I don't know why. Um, so she's like, you got to stop trying to bring them back in. Like, it's not like you got to focus on the family that you created, the family you built and stop focusing on the family that you was born into. And I think that was the gem that I needed to kind of release that of that, that notion of keep trying to to bring them back. I always include them, but I don't let it, I won't let it phase me as much as it used to, um, kind of keep dragging my family back into things and, and stuff like
2: that. So. I hear you. I hear you. Oh. Leave and cleave. Somebody, yeah. said Somebody commented on there too, man. Exactly. So let people know where they can find you guys, man. Get them all yeah. the, the the websites, the social media handles.
0: Yeah. So you can check us out on the Hardzog Hustle podcast. Um, link is in bio. You look up. You can find us in every, any of your favorite podcast players. Just type in Hardzog, and I'm sure we're the only one. Um, you can check out link in bio. We got uh, the Heart That's our that's our Instagram page. That's our YouTube page. You can subscribe there. That would be extremely helpful. Um, and that's pretty much it, man. Hardzog, You could type in the word and into Google. We'll probably be number one on there. So that's where you can find us at, man. And I just appreciate you inviting me back. And I was hopefully I was able to give some gems to the people.
2: For sure, for sure, man. This is a classic episode, man. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Tweet Talk Pod. That's P O D. Follow Tweet- myself Raphael on, on Twitter at WorkMoneyLife. Follow my partner, Charles, on Twitter at Real Todd Billion. Follow oh. us on TikTok at TweetTalkPod, that's P-O-D. Follow Charles on, on TikTok at Todd.Capital. Uh, follow us on Instagram at TweetTalkPodcast. Follow Charles on Instagram at Real Todd Billion and the parent company at Todd.Capital. You know, for episode 136 of Tweet Talk the Black Wealth Podcast, I am your host, Rafael. For my guests, we're going to leave you one last tweet from Anthony. He said, make daily deposits into your fitness, faith, family, freedom, and finances. We are out of here. Have a good one, folks.